0: Well, Israel will introduce mandatory digital vaccine passports, Donald Trump to return to the microphone, and the media doubles down on Liberal Party rape culture allegations. All that and more coming up. Inside Out with Nick Holt. A quick look at the weather. Sunny and a top of 34 today in Brisbane. 29 and 32 on the Golden Sunshine Coasts. Cloudy and 22 in Sydney. Similar conditions in Melbourne, but slightly cooler with a top of 17. Taking a look around the globe. Minus 2 in New York, 21 in Los Angeles. It'll be 5 in Beijing, 9 in Tokyo, and 10 degrees in London. Inside Out. Good morning, it is Monday, February 22nd, 2021. You're listening to Breakfasts on Inside Out with Nick Holt. A reminder you can listen to my full length interview this week with controversial human rights activist Drew Pavlo. That will be available on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Drew is, of course, the young 21 year old man from the University of Queensland who is almost single handedly taking on the Chinese Communist Party's influence in Australian universities. As you may remember, he was suspended in 2019-2020 for his part in a peaceful protest against China's treatment of the Uyghur minority, uh, as well as their less-than-democratic conquest of Hong Kong. Former UQ Vice-Chancellor and the man Mr Pavlo said was instrumental in his suspension, Peter Ho, has been rewarded with a multi-million dollar contract at the University of Adelaide. Drew has traveled to South Australia to protest that appointment with fellow students and local members of the Hong Kong and Uyghur communities. Now, if you want your business to get found on Google like I do, you need to visit searchtempo.com. That's S-E-A-R-C-H-T-E-M-P-O.com. Unlike many agencies, Search Tempo uses Australian university-trained English-speaking experts to help you generate more business through Google. Search Tempo has helped businesses like yours and mine since 2007. Packages start from just $295 a month. So visit searchtempo.com and get your business to the top of Google today. Well, it wasn't too long ago that the notion of a compulsory COVID-19 vaccination was laughed off as conspiracy theory. One of the more interesting theories is that COVID actually stands for Certificate of Vaccination ID. In the Wall Street Journal today, Felicia Schwartz wrote that the opening up and use of what officials are calling green passports, which allow people to enter gyms and hotels and eventually embark on quarantine-free travel, has set up a test for one of the most closely watched countries during the pandemic. Can Israel return to relative normalcy without slipping back into peak infection rates and overwhelming its healthcare system? To strike that balance, officials are warning those who shun the national vaccine campaign that they will be shut out of everyday activities. And Israeli health minister, Yuli Edelstein, said anyone who doesn't get vaccinated will be left behind. It's quite a scary thought that private citizens can be blackmailed like this. Blackmailed by an international cohort of technocrats, really. Um, whose dirty work is carried out by our short-sighted and unscrupulous career politicians who are pathologically focused on re-election. Each new COVID case in Australia is like a cubic zirconia for these state-level politicians and their omnipotent chief health officers. There are currently 29,000 active cases of COVID in Australia. 909 of those have died, while almost 26,000 have recovered. Let's contrast that now with influenza. 310,000 people presented to Australian health services with influenza in 2019. 4,000 of those died. That's 10 deaths per day. Just think about that number. Just imagine if the mainstream media decided to report on the flu with the same hysteria as they do COVID-19. Inside Out. In breaking news now from the Epoch Times, former President Donald Trump will talk about the future of the Republican Party and lessons learned in 2020 during his upcoming speech at the Conservative Political Action Conference. Trump senior advisor Jason Miller told Newsmax on Saturday, Trump intends to share his views on the growing GOP support for his America First agenda, as well as what the Republican Party could do to yield wins in 2022 and 2024. I think what you're going to hear President Trump talk about next Sunday on the 28th is the future of the Republican Party and the number of lessons that we learned in 2020, where we saw President Trump bring in a record amount of African American and Latino American voters. Bigger numbers than we've seen in modern Republican presidential history. We'll keep an eye on that as it unfolds. I know uh, many listeners are keen to hear what former President Donald Trump is doing now he is no longer in the White House. Uh, Will he make a run himself in 2024? It does seem like a logical step for him, I think. And finally, this story breaking from the Courier-Mail this morning. A third woman has claimed she was sexually assaulted by the same former Liberal staffer accused of the 2019 rape of Brittany Higgins in the ministerial wing of Parliament House. The fallout from the alleged rape of Miss Higgins in 2019 has dominated political discussion and parliamentary question time for a week since the news first broke on Monday, February 15. She alleges that she woke up with her blouse buttons opened and her jeans pushed down. So the new complainant, um, also a Liberal Party volunteer who was barely out of high school at the time, told The Australian that she was assaulted after a night drinking with the man. She said he offered to look after her at his hotel just around the corner after buying her rounds of double strength vodkas and three tequila shots. She alleges that she woke up with her blouse buttons open, her jeans pushed down, and the staffer, quote, lying on top of me. She said that I believe his actions constitute sexual assault because he performed or tried to perform sexual acts on me whilst I was severely intoxicated and unable to provide valid and informed consent. So let's just put a couple of things into perspective here. Uh, This young woman who was allegedly raped, or sexually assaulted at the very least, by a Liberal Party staffer, went to a bar with him, took the drinks that he served her, presumably he was also buying drinks for himself. They both got intoxicated, they went back to his house, and that's essentially the only direct evidence that we have. The rest of it is allegation. I think the real story here is just how comfortable journalists have now become with doing their jobs from the gutter. The amount of sensationalism that is underpinned by a lack of truth is astonishing. We have a mainstream media and its authoritative news sources have become nothing more than propaganda arms for the new corporate oligarchs. They've become unequivocally unethical, untruthful and quite frankly unlawful. They've usurped our Western legal systems and its justice. They've now become the judge, jury and executioner. They wave their accusatory finger at the defendant, fanning the fires of self-righteous indignation while hiding behind deceitful clickbait headlines. It's time that we see the media for what they are. Inside Out with Nick Holt.